Hello, everyone, and welcome to another one of our team previews of the 2024 World Tour season. And as always, I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast. And today we are looking at our first pro continental team, Israel Premier Tech. Great season last year to some respect. Uh, obviously, they got relegated down to pro continental level. They were World Tour. And yeah, Patrick, what have you made of their 2023 season? I think that as a pro continental team, it's very good. This is, of course, a team which is, although a pro continental team, it is still, in my opinion, like a world tour level team, but it's just under the kind of label of pro continental. So they're still getting the decent results. And yeah, of course, a couple of decent highlights throughout the year, but they definitely lack the sort of depth of results that you might expect from them. You know, there's certainly, like I said, a couple of highlights, but it just ends quite quickly. Yeah, I think that decent year, but I think I'm expecting more from the 2024 season. Yeah, uh, I mean, it goes in hand in hand with what you said. They're kind of the pseudo World Tour team. Stage win with Mike Woods, definitely big, big highlights of the Puy de Dom. You also had uh, Riley Sheehan who won the Paris Tours race, the one that's meant to be for the superstar. But then also Stephen Williams taking the Arctic Tour of Norway, I think was quite a big surprise taking the, the stage race overall. But we might as well go into it. Transfer time. And I mean, Patrick, who have they brought into the team? They've had a very busy transfer season, actually. Uh, this is one of the, the teams which, in, you know, you, you probably, when you open up Twitter, and you see some team has signed somebody, it's probably been Israel who have done it. They've been linked to a lot of riders, but made some good signings in Pascal Ackerman, who, of course, won a stage of the Giro d'Italia this year, in case people forgot. I might have done. They've also signed the two Brits of Jake Stewart and Ethan Vernon, who have both you know been successful the last couple of years, especially Vernon on the track. And they've got Hugo Ofstetter, who is returning back after a couple of years at RKS Amsic. George Bennett from UAE Team Emirates as well. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do when he's not kind of shackled to a GC leader. Michael Schwarzman will be the lead-out man, I presume, or one of the lead-out man for Pascal Ackerman. Then they've got uh, Riley Pickerel from the Israel Premier Tech Academy alongside Kogut and Reisberg. And actually, Scott, I'll have to correct you because Riley Sheehan has been extended with the team until 2026, the big winner of Paris Tours. Well, we were talking about this on National Cycling Podcast when Paris Tours happened. Like, how is he going down to not even continental level, but one of their Denver, what was it, Denver Destroyers or something? Yeah, uh, the same team that Sergio Hanau rides for over in the US, the mainly a crit team it seems. But yeah, okay, I'm happy to hear that as well. That they didn't just let their surprise Paris Tours winner go because that that would have been mental. And he's only 23 years old. Like he's not some kind of person who's come into the World Tour a little bit late, as we have seen in the past with some riders, and we're only going to get a few years of him. 23 years old, this guy has just kind of come out of nowhere, American sensation, and very excited to see what he can do in 2024, given the very small glimmer that we were given at the end of the 2023 season. I think that this guy could be, like, for real beans. Yeah, it definitely could. And American as well. But one thing that is, well, worrying me a bit is that they brought Ethan Vernon... Jake Stewart and Pascal Ackerman, all are sprinters. So 
are they going to have a like a heavy program sometimes when we have four races overlapping does that mean Israel are going to send a sprinter to every single one and this is literally them just trying to hoover up as many world tour points so they get promoted to the world tour again I think you're absolutely right I think they're going to deploy what RKS Amsic basically did to try and save themselves from relegation last time around I think they are all in on sprinters those sprinter one day races the you know 1.1s 1.2s and the dot pros they net you some pretty decent points even if you're just finishing inside the top five you don't even need to win so I think that Israel have definitely got their eyes set on returning to the World Tour in a couple of years' time. Well, we might as well look towards who they're losing as well. And uh, a lot of the riders not confirmed whether they're going or not. Domenico Pozzovivo, he's been linked here, there and everywhere still. He might be going to Polti Cometa. That is one of the rumors. And then a uh, sprinter going out the door is Ginomarco Nizzolo going to Q36.5. Sepp Van Mark retiring. From the peloton, Ben Hermans is going to Cofidis. Daryl Impey is retiring as well, or has retired. And then we have a whole host of question marks over several riders here. Um, Patrick, I don't really, I haven't actually got my finger on the pulse on any of these riders if they're staying or going. No, I don't know either. Reto Hollenstein, Itamar Einhorn, which is quite surprised considering that he is a bit of a kind of like the shining Israel star. You know, he gets top 10s in quite a few sprints so I'm quite surprised he's not been locked up especially like we said with just this sort of this angle of trying to get sprints top 10s probably probably like a lot of the time I don't see why they'd let him go Sebastian Berwick Omar Goldstein Jens Lainers Guy Sagiv and Ty Jones a lot of guys really tied into like lead out roles I think so I don't know, maybe Israel have, with all their signings and taking in loads of sprinters, maybe they've just had to kind of shed some of the uh, the excess from from the team, from people who just maybe they don't deem to be particularly needed now. But I'd be surprised if some of these riders didn't get a contract, to be honest with you. I think they are good enough to not just fade away into oblivion. I mean, they have 28 riders confirmed on their roster. They had 32 last year, so that means... Well, is it going to be four riders that they have possible to take on? And you would presume as a Canadian or Israeli-Canadian team that the Israeli guys are definitely going to be prolonged here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I'd be surprised. I mean, somebody like Reto Hollenstein or Jens Lehners and Ty Jones, I'd expect maybe to be let go. But I, you know, so I'd probably expect the Israeli guys to be held on to. Well, with that out of the way, we might as well move into our first section, which is the Monuments. And I mean, Monuments last year, they had a great season in 2022, but in terms of some of them, but in terms of 2023, was there anything that really shone out? And looking forward to 2024, how do you see the team positioning themselves in each of the five Monuments? It didn't do that great in, in the Monuments, especially like the cobbled ones that was not really successful. One of their main highlights was set by Mark finishing third at Ghent Bevelgum behind Christophe Laporte and Wout van Aert, which was, you know, sometimes easily forgotten. Trobro Leon, they got Nizzolo a win, but yeah, there wasn't much going on. Fourth with Mike Woods and Flesh alone, but none of these are like, they're not the monuments. So they really seem to be struggling here. Of course, they did sign Dylan turns in to try and bolster the team a little bit in that regard but yeah it is a team which maybe suffers in the monuments especially but 
I don't really expect them to be winning them, but yeah, I think that they can certainly crack top 10 a couple of times. So maybe I think they were missing the mark a bit this year. Yeah, when you're looking towards the monuments now, at Liège, you would be probably sending Woods. And I mean, Fulsang has won it in the past, but that's quite a few years ago now. And five years ago, by the time we roll around to the race. Yeah, I think those two definitely make up the kind of that team. But yeah, alongside probably in the Ardennes, maybe like Corbin Strong as well. Stephen Williams, I think, would be some decent ones to be throwing in there as well. Frigo, George Bennett, Simon Clark. I mean, heck, Riley Sheehan as well. I don't know how what he's like over climbs. I think they've got a decent Ardennes team, but yeah, something like San Remo. I'd probably be around Corbin Strong, I think, as the main man. When I look through the rest of her team, there's either like flat out sprinters like your Vernons and Ackermans, who has as previous years have shown from San Remo don't do particularly well. Whereas I think that Corbin Strong provides that good intermediate. After all, Corbin Strong did finish on the podium of the GP of Quebec, which is a very tough race. So I think that he's got the capabilities. So I'd be all around Corbin Strong for this. Probably back him up with Jake Stewart, Dylan Turns as well, Mads versus Schmidt. I mean, you got a decent little team there. Chris Nalens as well. I think that, yeah, you got to kind of back one horse in San Remo. And I think that Corbin Strong could honestly finish inside the top 10. Maybe I'm already jumping the gun towards predictions. I, put. I mean, Masbjot Smith, I think he either won the junior or the under 23 Paro Bay. I think it's the junior. Yeah, I don't know what had happened. Like the last few years, he had such a good trajectory and then he kind of faded away. I think it was ever since he joined Katusha, he kind of went the wrong way. Yeah, but he's still a strong engine and hopefully he does something by looking towards his, in terms of his monuments record, Paro Bay. 2019, 34th. Yeah, I mean, if it was a progress on for that, 34, and then the next year jumping up a bit. But yeah, it's a bit lackluster in terms of what what prospects that they're sending for Paro Bay. If they even invited, we haven't, we don't, this is another caveat. Like they are a pro-continental team. They're not guaranteed entry. I'm not sure if they're top two or, or they were top two. Yeah, that, that is a caveat, I guess. In the world, in, in a world where they are being sent, I would send, uh, I'd send Chris Nalens, I'd send Tom Van Asbrook, I'd send Jake Stewart, I'd, I'd send Riley Sheehan as well. Honestly, he's almost immediately into this squad based upon those like two performances from the end of 2023. I think he goes, I think Mad vs. Schmidt just goes as a sort of domestique. Derek G, of course, he did Roubaix last year. That was kind of like his one performance where I saw, which we all saw him do before, when he was in the break, before having that insane Giro d'Italia. I don't think it's the best team, but I do think that you've got Riley Sheehan in there and Chris Nalens as kind of like the wild cards. I do think they could maybe be like a top 15 candidate for the monuments. But we might as well move on to the Giro now you mentioned it. Derek G doing absolutely incredible last year. Not getting the stage though, but getting second in basically everything else. Points, classification, mountains classification, second on plenty of the stages. And then we also had Frigo. He was up there in the breaks as well. And not getting the stage, but certainly here, there and everywhere from them. Yeah, they were just all over the shop. They were almost in, they must have been at least half of the breakaways, I think, which went to the, the finish line. They were 
all over the place. So I'm hoping that we get back Israel again in 2024. I just want to see them active up the road. I'd be sending maybe like a very similar cast. Maybe Derek G goes to the tour, possibly after that performance last year. I mean, to the Giro, I think I would be sending Vernon to the Giro based upon the fact that it's an Olympic year. So therefore, him going to the tour, I don't think makes that much sense logistically. I think that he'd want a Giro for the kind of Grand Tour form because we do see the World Tour level riders really smashing it on the track nowadays. And then he'll have a decent prep going towards the Olympics. That would be my expectation. And then some of the sprinter goes to the Tour. But to fill out the rest of the Giro, I think Frigo, I'd give him another go. Uh, I think I would also send, I was going to say Riccatello, but maybe he gets even gets into the Tour de France squad. Stephen Williams maybe gets his kind of Grand Tour debut there as well. I mean, there's George Bennett as well, after all. Yeah. Underneath like the UAE or Yuma Visma shackles that he's been under. For like, just like, yeah, he could top 10. You reckon he could top 10 GC? If he's like Toro California winner, George Bennett. Would you send with the Gravels? No, no, there's not a gravel. Is there? Yeah, there's a gravel stage. Gravel, yeah. Gravel. There is a gravel stage. You send Riley Sheehan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but there's also a gravel stage in the tour. Exactly. Should we just take him to the tour instead? Riley Sheehan is going to win the Tour de France. Maybe not uh, that far. What do you do with the veterans of Bullsang and Froome? Oh God, I don't <laughs> Should Froome retire? I feel like he's damaging his legacy because everyone's not seeing him as all-time winning tour winner, Chris Froome. Now it's kind of Froome that's just there hanging around for the paycheck kind of thing. Chris Quadlock Froome. Yeah, that as well. Literally, yeah. I, I, I get that opinion where he is just not really doing anything. He's basically just a PR stunt at the moment for Israel to be like, hey, all-time tour champion Chris Froome. And he's like on our team and he's kind of like being our endorsement, basically. Like he's a good soundboard because people, I don't know, listen to what he says because of his history. But it feels like a bit of a lame reason to be keeping around somebody on the books who's that expensive. When he's signed until 2025, Scott, like, Oof. I think he's been extended. So, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, Freed doesn't get a grand tour in my eyes unless he shows some sort of big improvement like maybe he gets into a Vuelta if you know if if the squad's kind of a little bit on its knees and then you can just send Froome there as just like a big name then yeah sure send him there but I'm not sending him to the Tour or the Giro I think there are people in this squad which deserve a place based upon merits rather than what you've done in the past Savage but fair yeah but yeah, the tour. So who are, who are you building the tour squad around? Is it Pascal Ackerman and kind of like, uh, well, Derek G, you mentioned him as well, going for the breaks maybe? Yeah, I think Ackerman along with Schwarzman. Might even send Jake Stewart as a bit of a lead out, man. I mean, Jake Stewart inadvertently helped Mark Cavendish win his zero stage by inadvertently being lead out, man. Riccatello, I think, you know, he did good in the zero. Last year, fourth place at Tour de Lavenir. I think that Riccatello could maybe get into a Tour squad on like a on a bit of a pinch. Corbin Strong was in the Tour squad last year. I think that he's one of the best people in this team. I think that he probably has to go. He wasn't very successful in the out-and-out -out flat sprints, so I think that 
leave Ackerman for the pure sprints and maybe Corbin Strong could do well in kind of tougher terrain. So that's kind of my opinion there. So I'd probably send Corbin Strong as well. Dylan Turns probably gets in here as well. Ugo Hull as a previous stage winner probably gets in as well. Nick Schultz, Mike Woods, that kind of vibe which I'm going for. It's not a GC team. It's a stage winning team for sure. Do you think, uh, no, that's predictions. I can't jump the gun. But uh, yeah, well, I kind of agree with that. Uh, looking at the team, they just need to get something in. Yeah, it could be quite exciting if they actually do manage to pull it off yet again. But yeah, they've had two good Tour de France's when you think about it. They yeah. they've been, they were so lackluster for the most part as a World Tour team. And then the Pro Continental version is so much more ambitious, aggressive. I like to see it. Just the Giro alone. But nevertheless, Vuelta España, the backwash of the Grand Tours. That was harsh. Um now, how do you see that going in terms... Of, well, we don't even know if they're going to go to this, but yeah, in an ideal world, if they are going, who are they sending? I mean, I would love to see Fulsang at a Grand Tour, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say Corbin Strong, but unfortunately, if Israel are very keen on the World Tour standings and getting promoted, there's a lot of those Italian races at the end of the season which Corbin Strong suits down to the ground. So I wouldn't be wasting such a talent on just trying to bash out some top tens in sprints in the world. Wasting at the Welter. Yeah, literally. If you want pure points, like UCI points, you'd send them to like your Copper Bartolis, Copper Sabatinis, your Tle Valicinis, that kind of thing. That's where you send them. So then, yeah, who's who's kind of left? If Riccatello doesn't go to the tour, I would like to see him at the Vuelta as a possible GC candidate for like a top 15. Just pretty low bar GC performance from him because I think that he is a bit of a future rider for Israel, so I'd like to see him actually be given a bit of chance there. And yeah, outside of that, maybe Vernon after the Olympics, maybe he's given it if he doesn't go to the Giro maybe he goes here the outside of that I don't really know to be honest if you Ofstetter could go here yeah I mean we might as well come to predictions and uh, yeah well I'll start it off Jakob Fultang wins a race that's going to be my first one I don't care what it is he's going to win a stage of something and then I think Derek G is do I think he's going to take a stage at the tour? No. He could. I'm going to say he's going to wear the polka dot jersey. Uh, that was a very niche yeah. prediction. And uh, in terms of, yeah, the Giro d'Italia, I think we could get two stage wins. Does Ackerman win a stage? No. Wow. The highest he's getting is like six. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with Riccatello, top 10s GC in the Vuelta. I think that Riley Sheehan, top 5s Roubaix. Put your pound in now. <laughs> yeah. And that is going to be amazing. And I think that Stephen Williams will top 10 Liège. Yeah, I like that. Chris Froome, you think he's going to go to the Tour? I think Chris Froome will get a Grand Tour start. I, I don't think it can be the Tour. It cannot be. Yeah, Unless I mean, he shows some insane form, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, 
it's still like really sad to think about the whole Dauphiné crash and the long road to recovery. But yeah, on that high note, uh, this has been the Israel Premier Tech preview for the 2024 season. Make sure to hit the like button, get involved in the conversation down below in the comments. And if you haven't already, check out our podcast version on Spotify. And of course, check out Patrick's own channel, Audu Cycling and The Green Hatter. It's all in the description down below. And of course, as always, thank you for watching and, and come back for the next team, which I can't quite remember what it is. So you'll have to find come back and find out. So with that, thank you for watching and we will see you around.